0: Hi and welcome to this new episode of Dreamers & Doers. As you may know if you follow me, I'm a big fan of breath work and cold exposure and I've been doing on and off the Wim Hof Method for the past year and absolutely loving it. I really like to have this chat with someone who has actually been properly trained as an instructor by Wim Hof himself. Uh, It was a really fun and insightful chat and we finish it in an ice bath. That was my first proper ice bath where you stay like for two minutes so hope you enjoy this episode hi guys and welcome to the 41 episode of dreamers and doers where i interview people who follow their passion and use it to make a better world as seeing the wim hof method and the people who uh, teach it have a role to play in this thanks for being on the show you
1: thank you thanks for having me
0: so I met Johannes uh, just now, but uh, we have a lot of friends in common who have done the Wim Hof method here in Sydney. And as usual, I'll ask you to start a bit with your story and how you became a certified instructor of the Wim Hof method.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the cold for me is something that goes back quite far. It's from being a little child and and, being afraid of the cold. Mm. Falling on their legs and, and situations and you like that. From the Netherlands, like from the Wim Netherlands Huff. myself, yeah. like Wim Hof. Yeah, I actually grew up about sort of 20k from where where Wim Hof lives himself and has his training center uh, today. But the goal for me has been a pattern that has flowed through in my life, and I see it show up uh, on multiple stages of my life. But it's something that's been very very beneficial for me from an early age, and so mm-hmm. I broke the conditioning around it quite young and. One particular story that I like to tell to people is that when I was a teenager, yeah. I was about 13, 14 years old, and I got myself into quite a bit of trouble yeah. <laughs> quite quickly, I was, I was quite impressed. Um, but now I find myself in this, this juvenile rehabilitation camp, and okay. really what it was is a sort of alternative program to bring troubled kids back into the educational system and society as a whole. And it wasn't your average <laughs> sort of school holiday. We had all these crazy intervention practices. But one thing we did is we spent four weeks in the Black Forest in southern okay. Germany, which is a massive national park and it's, it's quite beautiful. But it was in February, so midwinter. Um, big pack of snow everywhere. And so basically we, we we spent four weeks there learning survival skills and hiking up snowy mountains and swimming in icy rivers. And cool. this was a big one for me because cool. as a kid, yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. it was a great experience. I mean it was a disaster especially at the time because we, we hated every minute of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but we were taught the benefits of cold exposure and you know how to apply the metaphor of doing something challenging, something that you don't want to do, swimming mm-hmm. in an ice cold river to any situation in life. Yeah. And so for a boy like myself, who was not taking responsibility for anything he was doing up yeah. to that point, this was a massive a massive shift, and so I remember going into this cold liver and having all this fear and all these, you know, things of anxiety and stress upon myself, and then just being relieved immediately because it's it's a forced mindfulness practice, right? Mm. You have to be there 100%, and then coming out in this feeling of empowerment and you know this revelation of oh wait, I can do this to myself and feeling mm. good because you know as we know, cold exposure is incredible for releasing serotonin and all these. Yeah. Hormones and it actually inhibits all the negative mm. ones, so it inhibits all these patterns of
0: stress which have become. Okay, so you were quite You were experiencing the benefits of the cold before the Wim Hof method became That's quite right. popular, right? That's right. This is mm. as
1: a as a 13 year old, and so uh, that always stuck with me. This feeling that I was responsible for the way I feel yeah. and the way I do things, yeah. and that I could do more than I thought, and so taking that with me. But also continuing from that moment on to always take cold showers. You know, yeah. I don't even call them cold showers anymore. They are just showers to yeah. me. It's just yeah. the outside temperature. So I've been doing that for quite a while. But it was only about three, four years ago that, well, my brother was working for the first cryotherapy studio in Amsterdam.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is when it was still quite <laughs> elitist, and it was wasn't was too accessible. and. I remember going to visit him in, in Amsterdam and we went to this cryotherapy studio where you have this one chamber yeah. that's minus 90 and yeah. you walk into it, it's just a yeah. big freezer and you have to adjust. And then you open yeah. the door after 30 seconds and you go into the next chamber which is minus mm. 125 mm. and you just stay there and breathe and it was just an overwhelming experience. But it was also, again, that feeling of really coming into my body and really like, whoa, what is this? And it actually opened me up at the mm-hmm. time and so he told me about Wim Hof and we basically spent the week. spent Doing breathing sessions, cryotherapy, and, and really getting into this, and yeah, from that moment on, I was hooked, <laughs> mm. <laughs> and I needed it. I yeah, really needed yeah. it at the time, and actually, I've been p- doing the breathing pretty much every day since then. And you know, continuing to do cold, and now really getting into ice baths and just more connection to nature. Mm. Um, so yeah, this turns out there's a guy who created something of a, a method to the madness, yeah. and that's my <laughs> friend Wim Hoff and. Two years ago, I decided to like I'm gonna become an instructor. I need to share this with people, and it's just so powerful. And it's been a, a beautiful journey ever since then.
0: Mm. I guess must be quite cool to be a bit around Wim Hof. He's quite an inspiring person as a <laughs> like <laughs> as a character, right? It's quite energizing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I oh mean nice. it's it's yeah it's a big party,
1: mm. hanging out with him, and it's actually quite inspirational because he has a very good. Well, he has a very interesting attitude towards life, something you don't find very often, especially in someone his age. I mean, he's, he's 59 yeah. years old. But um, you definitely wouldn't think it if you hang out with him. It's like hanging out with a child. And it's so beautiful and yeah. so refreshing. And it, it inspires me to, to mm. live like that myself,
0: to not take mm. things too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I feel the Wim Hof method is so popular, obviously, because of the health benefits and all these benefits, but also because of the um, thanks to the charisma of, of Wim Hof. Absolutely. I'm um, quite a bit in your personal growth world, and there's like yeah. a lot of people that take things a bit too seriously, and, yeah. and it's quite refreshing, as you were saying. Yeah, yeah. whenever mm. someone,
1: you know, someone who takes life and things too seriously, someone that doesn't have an open smile, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not very trustworthy, <laughs> you usually find. And I think Wim is really relatable, you know, yeah. and he's a very imperfect human being, just like me, just like you, just yeah. like everybody, and that's. That's nice that someone is not pretending to say, Hey, I've got the answers and I know the way and I'm perfect. It's mm. actually like I don't have a clue what's going on, but I found this mm. tool that really helped me yeah. and it might help you. Yeah. You should give it a try. Yeah. And that's like, Well, you can argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's free. It's free. <laughs> it's breathing. It's oxygen, <laughs> it's cold water and it's super empowering. It's just building that self efficacy of of you can do it and yeah. I can show you how to do it, but you mm. still have to commit to it. Yeah. You know, I can't do it for yeah. you. And so People want him to save them and be their guru, and that's what's so nice about it as well. Because after spending five minutes with him, you realize, okay, this guy's not going to be my guru. <laughs> 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 and he's very, very clear and very okay. directed, also mm. bringing that message across. Like, I come do I come to shit for you. Yeah. you need yeah. to do it yourself. Yeah. I can give you the spade, and you can do you need to do the yeah. digging, just like he did.
0: Well, which is what a good guru would say. Potentially, anyway. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we have we have a few too many gurus yeah. these days. So, <laughs> yeah. And so, jumping on the benefits. So you do it every morning: the breathing and the cold exposure.
1: Yeah. So right now, I mean, you've just seen it. I've got a a chest freezer set up. Yeah, we're gonna go
0: in the chest freezer (laughs) at the end of this interview. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, All good, all good. We'll talk (laughs) you through it. We'll talk you through it.
1: Yeah, so I I do cold exposure every morning now, and having the chest freezer at home has actually really been a big change. I've had it for about a year now, and and just having that available on the man, yeah. like beautiful one degree water, um, you know, to to come to myself in the morning when I wake up, and it's a very energizing thing. So yeah. you can do it as you know, you can do it as a pre workout, you can do it as just something to center yourself and find your yeah. focus and get a bit of a kick, and it's also quite meditative because okay. you have to you know. Slow down your thoughts. Yeah. And you really have to be present. You yeah. pretty much have no other option. Mm. Um, and I find it, b- it brings me back in touch with with myself in a very clear and and direct way. And also my intention, what I want to do for the day. And, and it's great having it here because I might not go in every day, but yeah. it's still there. Yeah. And I still walk past it in the morning, and it's still looking at me. Okay. and I know <laughs> that it should. Do <laughs> right. When you mm. have a lazy day, there go. That's <laughs> correct. That's, that's still the process. Yeah. That's still the process. But yeah, I find. In general, it's a very centering thing. It helps me connect, um, and it helps energize me for the day. And of course, there's the old saying of like, if you eat a frog in the morning, everything's going to taste mm. great. Right? I think it's mm. a French saying, actually. <laughs> um, so it's doing something challenging in the morning, but also just having a ritual. Like it's something that I do every day, and it really makes me aware of where I'm at. So if I do it in the morning, and for some reason I'm having a really hard time, or I'm finding a lot of resistance, or all these thoughts are coming yeah. up, I know that something's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so whether it's a meditation, or whether it's going for a walk, for me, it just happens to be an ice bath. Yeah, yeah. Which is a it bit extreme. gives you
0: awareness of how you feel and it where you, you a are gives me a today. baseline. Yeah. That's
1: right. Yeah. That's
0: right. Mm. Yeah, I have a bit the same with morning routines, when I when I skip it after an hour, and I'm like my day's not going well, I'm like, yeah I, feel, yeah, yeah, I can feel, yeah, I can feel something, okay, I'm going yeah. <laughs> to do it now. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> and, and as for the breathing, I, I do that daily as well, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, and it's become my meditation practice. And it's been okay. that for, for three years, you know, it's, it's, it's my moment of shutting off, mm. it's my finding my inner silence, yeah. finding that place within that I return to and, and create a relationship mm. with that as well, with being still. Yeah. For a moment, and yeah. of course, it's got this whole range of health benefits. What you're doing at the same time, and also, it trains your respiratory system. You mm. know, yeah. on every level, so you're yeah. becoming a better breather yeah. just by doing it, which yeah. is so unique. Because here's a practice that gives you what you want <laughs> yeah. on all levels, mm. but most
0: of all, mm. it just makes you feel good. Yeah, it makes yeah. you, feel, it connects you again yourself. And you can yourself. feel it when you do the the breathing right away. Which I do. I try to do more and more now. Yeah, yeah, you can. You yeah. can sometimes feel like, oh yeah, wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So th- it, it shifts for me. There were periods when I was doing it in the morning. And you know, Wim always says he does it right in bed when he wakes up. And I've tried that. And that's, that's quite nice. It kind of gives you this, this mm. soft flow into the day. And you really start with, with a clear headspace. Yeah. Um, whereas these days, uh, I work in sculptures. So I work during the day. And I find quite often that when I come home, from a long day of work, you mm. know, I'm not carrying the stress on my shoulders and my body, and I've been, yeah. I've been in a yeah. you know environment yeah. with people yeah. needing things of me yeah. and requirements and, and responsibilities. That's the reset. I need that reset, so mm. I don't want to carry it through into what the rest of the day will be, and, yeah. and you know, connection with my loved ones mm. or who I want to be present with. So, as soon as I come home, I have a yoga mat set up, I have a little bolster laying on it, have some incense burning, and it's like no. Twenty minutes of just mm. reconnecting, and it's it's incredible.
0: It's super interesting because I'm um, I'm doing Vedic meditation, which is like transcendental. I don't know if you know, you know, it's like twice twenty minutes a day, Yeah. and I love both because the first one in the morning gives me that feeling of achievement, yeah. and you know, okay, the day starting, you start it well, you're centered, and that's how you're gonna go into your day. But the one in the afternoon, I really like it too because, as you said. Um, so you started while you're there, but then, especially when I was working in company, like yeah, yeah. things happen, and then I was yeah, I love just having that time where I was like, okay, I reset, and uh, maybe I was busy with many things, and then I was like, oh okay, no, and things yeah. cleared out for the rest of the day. So yeah,
1: yeah, and that's, it's 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 a way of taking responsibility again, mm. because you know, that's then how do you show up to the world then? Are yeah. you gonna bring all this stuff with you, or are yeah. you gonna just? take a little yeah. moment to center yourself, and look, yeah. before you eat, it's really good to switch yeah. off. You, know, you mm. go back into that parasympathetic state where yeah. you can actually digest your food. Mm. You know, you can have saliva production, you can have enzymes, you can have peristalsis.
0: Is like it yeah, mindful eating?
1: Mindful eating, yeah, I, I do. But also I find that having a practice before eating, before, yeah. you know, yeah. if I take all that stress from work yeah. with me and I come home and you know, I've, I've done this where I come home and then you start snacking yeah. and then yeah. you get on the phone and then yeah. this and this happens. The yeah. body doesn't like that stuff, mm. you know, mm. so it's really good to just have something you can turn to. And it can be just a two-minute conscious breathing, yeah. it can be a Vedic practice, but I find the Wim Hof Method is yeah. the most powerful yeah. thing of just, well, giving my body that reset yeah. like you said. And it does that mm. actually to to a lot of things, so we call it resetting the immune system as mm. well, where you just lower that chronic stress, yeah. and that inflammation that is caused by that and you just give yourself a clean slate mm. to then start off. and. Like it gives me better communication with other people. Or it gives me better even sexual relationships and things mm. like that. Eating, it's being present, and being being grounded. I find that really powerful. And I also have you know a little headspace meditation that I do in the morning, which mm-hmm. is yes. quite different. You know, mm. s- sitting with it and being yeah. a bit more yeah, yeah.
0: watching, watching and softer. Yeah, I find I find all I love my meditation practice, but there are parts. You know, they're quite complementary. I'd say yeah, uh, even breathwork in general, like pranayama, is part of. Uh, Preparation for meditation, too. Sure. So sure. yeah, I mean, then yeah. we only have a few, hours, few hours in a day. So I know it depends on, very true. on how many, how much time people set aside. But yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's this concept of when we do seated meditation and what most of us are familiar with as meditation, right? Which yeah. is like this this breath watching, just being aware of the breathing, and it's a sort of a mindfulness practice where you just have to train your focus and train yourself. It's it's not always easy and What We're trying to do often is we're trying to use the head to switch off the body, right? We're trying to use it's a top down thing, which is what a lot of things in life are. The Wim Hof method is different than these forms of breath work where you're actually consciously breathing, like pranayama, is like you're using the body to switch off the head, and that's such a powerful thing Mm. because it's much easier for people to approach that and it works directly. I mean, doing the Wim Hof method, doing the Wim Hof method breathing, it it lowers your, your heart rate and you get into you get into a calm state
0: like <laughs> and it's not very hard mm. it's okay. not very hard and so it's a it's a body up well, what you say usually is like it's simple but it's not that easy mm. in a way that i mean the technique is so simple and doing it is so simple but it's just who we are humans like creating these habits of even it's a bit uncomfortable to do the yeah. breathing and i know for myself sometimes i'm like i oh, know i should do it and you know yeah. i end up uh, scrolling my Facebook feed instead <laughs> sure <laughs> um, it happens every day you yeah, yeah but it's so yeah. simple though and, and the more you the more you do it the better you get at it yeah yeah
1: now I agree and on that note as well it can be slightly dysphoric to yeah. do it because it is you know well, we might go through it in a little while but the breathing yeah. is a bit intense mm-hmm. and you're, actually, you're hyperventilating in a certain mm. way so the body's going well what are you doing and you get
0: do you want to get in, yeah you do you want to get a bit into the details of what happens? When so you do the breathing and the yeah. cold exposure and why it's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: The, the, the breathing, what it actually is, is you're using a, let's call it a controlled hyperventilation. So you're over breathing mm-hmm. in a particular way. You're getting more air in than yeah. you usually would, and you're also excelling it, exhaling it at a, at a faster rate. So yeah. what happens is your your CO2 levels drop quite low, like what happens when you, when you hyperventilate and your O2 levels. They're always quite high, usually yeah. at 95% saturation, but you can actually get it up to 100 by doing okay. this. And also, the oxygen binds to the hemoglobin in the blood more tightly, so you become more efficient okay. with the oxygen that you do have, and so your oxygen kind of goes up, you could say. And okay. the CO2 really
0: goes down, which causes these these physical reactions mm. like <laughs> the tingling in the finger and so. And I'm I'm quite interested about that because you're also a free diving instructor, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I teach
1: free diving to to people as well, and I've been free diving for. For a couple of years now, and (laughs) it's it's a good point to make because the two don't match. Yeah. And uh, I originally I was thinking I'm gonna, you know, it's gonna be some form of integration, but the first rule of freediving is never hyperventilate. Yeah. Never overbreathe. The first rule of the Wim Hof Method is never do the same water. So yeah. <laughs> It's very opposite. Mm. That being said, mm-hmm. they can be used um, in unison as a training practice. Okay. Uh, the Wim Hof Method mm-hmm. helps me with my freediving, yeah.
0: and freediving helps me massively yeah. with the
1: Wim Hof Method as well.
0: Well, for example, I know when I do the Wim Hof Method, it's, it's not really part of the method, but often I'm like, OK, now I'm going to try and hold my breath, and I can hold my breath for quite for long, for yeah. For longer. Yeah. yeah, but it's important to note that it's a trick. But so I know I wouldn't y- do it in the water. Yeah, so you don't,
1: you don't actually become good yeah. at breath holding. Mm. People think that I can hold my breath for very long. I mean, I trained breath holding yeah. for quite a while, yeah. and uh, it's <laughs> it's a process. How and long so can you hold your breath? I mean, just in, in the longest static apnea I've done, which is just a, a breath hold on the water, was about four and a half minutes. Oh
0: ah, yes, nice. Yeah,
1: and that's without doing the overbreathing, but right now yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm very much out of practice. And okay. So it's, it's a process that you build up to and it's, mm-hmm. it's not easy, but when you start practicing the Wim Hof Method, coming back to the, the CO2 and the O2, so what actually causes the urge to breathe, yeah. this response of your body going, hey, I need some oxygen, and yeah. the diaphragm contracting and yeah, get this uneasiness, and the body is very visceral and going, mm. give me oxygen, right? Mm. But what actually happens is it wants to expel the CO2. Mm. So your body uses up oxygen and the byproduct of that that it builds up is yeah. CO2. Yeah. And the moment that you expel all the CO2, like we're doing by doing this over-breathing, that response comes way later. Mm. So you have much less CO2 in the blood, and then you're also lying in a comfortable position, and your head's a bit switched off because you've been breathing. and Mm. So you're not using up as much oxygen as you usually would. And then you've got very low CO2, so you find that you can actually hold your breath for quite long. So the balance is is very different in what it usually would be. And there's a lot of health benefits by doing Mm. this. It's called intermittent hypoxia training okay and hypocapnia training so hypoxia is low oxygen because by holding the breath mm-hmm. for so long
0: yeah
1: the oxygen levels can drop quite low because
0: yeah, is it uh, am i right so is it because you have less co2 you feel less the urge to breathe so correct. you're more comfortable with those um, spending more time holding your breath h- hence you spend more time with low oxygen correct and then correct. you become more efficient with the oxygen correct is it similar to you know, before competition, teams they often train the mountains, or you might see people who have a mask to limit yeah. the, the oxygen supply. Yeah, yeah and, and um, there's these
1: machines they're called intermittent hypoxia trainers. Okay. They're very fancy, very expensive machines, but you can get certain hospitals and, and facilities have them and you can mm-hmm. use them to, to train. So you could use them before. Okay. It's like uh, adjusting yourself to altitude. Okay. Because at yeah. high altitudes, yeah. there is less oxygen available, yeah. which actually changes the way that, again, the hemoglobin. Um, binds to the oxygen, so mm-hmm. that's why you have acute mountain sickness when you go up too fast. Yeah. Your body's not used to having these redu- reduced volumes of, of oxygen available. Um, and yet, yeah, teams do it. They go up in the mountains and they train, and then they come back mm. down and they find that it yeah. accelerates them. Yeah, it's yeah. like a form of blood doping almost, because then when mm. you come back, the, the blood is more efficient at dealing with okay. oxygen, and so yeah. you have more, more energy available, mm. potentially.
0: So is that also what you do with Wim-Hop? Yes.
1: Yes, in a sense you do, but you're doing it just on the ground. Mm. So it's a very good way to, to to do this just at home, and that's also why you find that you know performance improves quite massively. And I've had some crazy stories, and I know some people that have, you know. and Wim's also famous for running marathons without being a marathon runner. Yeah. <laughs> you can watch these videos of him where he's running in Namibia or where he's running across Lapland, and you look at the way he's running, and it's like, this guy hasn't trained for this. <laughs> <laughs> and he hasn't. He's just like, okay, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, correct. Um, so just back to that on a short note. Mm-hmm. So. Now you've got low CO2 levels towards the end of, you know, the controlled hyperventilation and you've got these high oxygen levels. Then when you stop breathing, when you go into the breath hold phase, you're actually much more efficient at dealing with it. So it takes quite a while for that CO2 level to build up and to go to the body, Mm. hey, I need to breathe. Hey, it gives Mm. that message of like, hey, Mm. it's time to take a breath Mm. in. And when that happens, it's time to breathe, you know. Mm. (laughs) Don't resist it. A lot of people think that I need to hold my breath longer and it's better and I'm going to crack into it. Mm No. The training is just going through the cycles. It's not better if you hold okay. your breath longer. You don't get advanced if you do longer okay. breath. It's an important point to to, to point out because um, So, with that being said, would you do that in the water? Would you do mm-hmm. that before a freedive? The, the beautiful thing about freediving is that it, you get very in touch with biofeedback. Yeah. So you get very in touch with your body's natural responses. So if I go underwater and I... Know, take a breath in and I go under, then that my body telling me that urge to breathe, telling me, Hey, okay, yeah. it's time. That's a, that's a, a feedback you mechanism for me. Yeah. I definitely do want that <laughs> because it tells me, Okay, I've got this long left before I need to be up there, otherwise, I'm in serious trouble. Mm. You know, and you can play with that and you can, can build it. But if you were to expel all the CO2 like you do with any yes. form of hyperventilation. Yes that feedback comes way later. And that's actually not genuine feedback Mm. because you're not actually dealing with things more efficiently. So that's what they call a shadow water blackout, where on the water you would then black out because even though you don't have CO2, the body's not giving that feedback mechanism. When it's time to go back up again, when it's time to breathe again, it's too late.
0: Mm. And right. when, when you're a free diver, you actually want that CO2, Absolutely. that CO2, because it Absolutely. signals, and y- you learn, and to, you learn to be okay with it. You, you learn to, it. to work yeah. with it.
1: Yeah. Well, you can train your diaphragm in certain ways so that it's, it's, lef- it's uncomfortable. less uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. And so we do have techniques that you can use to make it less uncomfortable. Okay. So learning to, you know, do like kriyas and massage your diaphragm, okay. and also just doing it okay. and being more okay, okay with it makes it a lot less uncomfortable. Okay. Okay. But yes, yeah, certainly cool. on a long breath hold towards okay. the end of this battle I'm mm. talking about, I'm okay. go convulsing mm. and it's, it's not a pretty I'm actually going <laughs> to
0: interview, uh, when I arrive in Bali so in two weeks, I'm going to interview Adam Stern, Great. Uh, who's a record holder uh, of freediving. Yeah, from the northern so beaches here. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, I'll go back to the Wim Hof. Yeah. But so you talked about two things, right? There was um, one which was basically the blood becoming more efficient with oxygen yeah. and there was another complicated word. <laughs> <laughs> Hiper, hypo... Okay, so hypocapnia yeah.
1: is um, low CO2 mm-hmm. and hypoxia is okay. low O2 okay. and so they are two mechanisms and okay. really what oxygen and CO2 are is they are homeostatic principles. Yeah. So t- for your body to stay at homeostasis it needs to have temperature yeah. at 37.2 degrees, it needs to have a certain amount of oxygen mm-hmm. and CO2 available and coming out, it needs to have glucose levels that mm-hmm. are manageable, and it needs to have certain mm-hmm. levels of hydration,
0: yeah.
1: H2O. Yeah. Those are the principles of homeostasis, mm-hmm. and that's five of them. Now, anytime that you choose to, in a conscious way, mess with this, mm-hmm. The body has to become more adaptive. Yeah. The body has yeah. to kick in certain mechanisms mm. and certain principles yeah. to make sure that it can stay yeah. in touch with that homeostatic point. And yeah. if you t- are not in touch, you die. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a yeah. serious.
0: Like tomorrow I'm fasting, so I don't have glucose, so my body exactly. makes ketones. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so you
1: go into you yeah. go you mess with the glucose yeah. cycle, and yeah. then doing it in a in a good and controlled yeah. way can yeah. have benefits. So yeah. when you when you do fasting, for example, the body then goes okay. I need to do some work, I need to wrap up these free mm. radicals that are flowing around and I can send more energy around and you find incredible benefits. It works similar when you start mm. messing with O2 and C O two. It's that like controlled
0: stress, yeah.
1: That's right. That's right. So do m- controlled stress we could say it's a hormetic stress. Whereas a hormetic stress is the principle of hormesis, which is doing a little bit of bad, a little bit of strain mm. at the right dose mm. has a big benefit in the long term. Mm. So doing a little, doing a lot of fasting is a terrible idea, mm-hmm. right? It yeah, would be you starving back, yourself yeah. and you get sick <laughs> death at some point yeah. and you would die. Same with doing breath holding. Doing way too much of it would be a terrible idea, but mm. doing just enough at the right dose at the right time mm. will have beautiful repercussions in the long term. Mm. Exercise is the perfect example of this, right? Breaking down the muscle in just the right way yeah. for just long enough will have it come back stronger. Yeah. So the body works that way. and. What happens in modern day life is we're so comfortable. We're always mm-hmm. at homeostasis, right? We're always at 37.2 degrees mm-hmm. Celsius. We make sure we never get cold. We never get hot. We always have way too much food available, yeah. and always you know, we're always in this kind of luxurious, you know, bourgandoise mm-hmm. kind of lifestyle where everything is plentiful and, and bountiful and. Which is fine, it's great that we can do that, and it's you know, one of the first times in society that we are in such a state of abundance, so it's a call for a feast. But our nervous systems and our bodies have not evolved to live in such a way, and mm. so it's like it's it's like being in a home and never cleaning up. You're always sitting on the couch, and you know things are coming in, you have plenty of stuff available, but then when you sometimes stop that cutoff, you have to go and clean up something mm. in the home, right? You have to empty mm-hmm. the fridge, you have to, you know, Kick in these mechanisms that you have available that the body mm-hmm. have to to clean up, and so sometimes it's good to do a fasting sometimes mm. it's good to mess with oxygen levels and to to bring down mm. this so that yeah the body calls in its natural responses which it uses to to clean up its act <laughs> mm. <laughs> you could say yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: and o2 and co2 are are, are just mm. two of these we have many ways of 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 you know using hormetic stressors or using okay stress responses or, or things that are
0: natural to the body but adaptive mm. um, to improve our health and to improve our well-being. Okay. And, and then on how on, on the benefits, Yeah. so performance-wise, because your blood becomes more uh, better dealing with oxygen, so yeah. you have this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you become a better breather better if breather. you do it the right way, so I'm very
1: particular with The way I teach the Wim Hof Method in that I, I, you know, Wim likes to say, any hole will do and just Mm -hmm. get the air in and it's true, Mm. it will work. Mm. And you'll get, you know, you'll get the benefits, you'll get the Mm. effects. But what I think is so beautiful about breathing, and I study breathing, this is, this is what I do, is that any form of breath improvement, any form of therapeutic breathing where you're learning to work with your respiratory system calls for about 10, 15 minutes of better building. Right? Mm -hmm. Just like anything. If you Mm want to get a better squat, you need to spend 10, 15 minutes a day working on your squat. Right? Muscular patterns. It works the same with your breathing. You need to spend Mm -hmm. 10, 15 minutes a day working on your breathing. Now, many of these standard techniques that we have to do that are really boring. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody really wants to do that. Right? And we have so many things on our to-do list. We don't have time. So I can tell you five things to do right now to improve your breathing. Okay. You're not going to do them every day. Okay. Is it boring if you tell me now? Uh, Potentially. (laughs) I mean, it's 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 simple things like you you know you need to work with the musculature of your respiratory system. So you need to make sure that.
0: Don't aren't you meant to do mainly belly breathing? Diaphragmatic breathing is what we call it. So diaphragmatic
1: breathing is basically anything uh, ribcage down. You could say so the diaphragm is one of the most important but overlooked muscles we have in the body, and it sits. Between mm. the rib cage and the and the thoracic cage and, and when you use it, when you engage it, you breathe into the belly. Okay. So it, it, it stretches out and the belly opens up. So mm. you can think about breathing into the belly and not just into the belly, also into the sides and into okay. the back body and really
0: mm. opening up like
1: a big barrel.
0: Yeah. I interviewed a guy called Niraj Naik, I don't know if you know him. He's been doing. Um, name somewhere. He's be, he's do he has a s- soma breathwork technique, and right. he was doing it right, 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 with right, right. Uh, Wim Hof at some point. Is okay. they, they, they had. Is he the renegade pharmacist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Him. yeah. And uh, yeah, he, he was saying, uh, but his approach is really more. There's way more to it. It's like contract de moula banda while you smell. Yeah, he's
1: breathing. big into pranayamic and yeah. he, he relates the Wim Hof method. And to Wim Hof is, method, is just I, r- I r- think r- is great. It's w- more, um, more simple. Yeah. Yeah as as an instructor or as 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 the way Wim teaches it yes <laughs> but then when we get more in depth and as instructors okay. we're also encouraged to teach it in our own ways and and okay. you know apply the principles that we know of which in my case is okay. is breathing so uh, but i tend to what i was getting towards with with that point is that i tend to teach people correct breathing patterns yep. that they can use in the wim hof okay. method breathing yep. and what will happen like with all the other things is that if you do that for 10 15 minutes a day yep. you do the wim hof method breathing it will flow into your day-to-day okay. life. It yeah. will make you a yeah. better breather. Yeah. And okay. Being a better breather is mm. massive in terms of what we can do for and our so health.
0: And so you talked about the five things, the five pieces of advice you could give now. So I cut you, sorry. Which were there? No. Sorry. The five th- you told me I could tell you five things that Okay, I I can tell can, you, can, 20 you share, can we share can you share with us? Um, so and then it's up to so people if, you, if you to do it
1: <laughs> or not. So let's let's keep it quite basic. But things that we can always imagine is that when you breathe, it's important to think that what a lot of people do is they breathe in a vertical fashion. Mm -hmm. So they're breathing upwards almost. Mm. And they're using their shoulders and their neck muscles Mm -hmm. and all these secondary breathing muscles that are not meant to be the primary breathing muscles to get the air in. Mm. And what it does is it mimics a stress response. So when you breathe, using your shoulders, when you breathe in a way Mm. that is not you know, optimal mm. for, for your breath, it actually mimics a sympathetic state. It actually tells your body that you're in yeah. a state of distress because if okay. you are in a state of distress. Yeah, yeah. You know, and
0: just about sympathetic, <sighs> parasympathetic is basically sympathetic is mo- when you're, you're more stressed and parasympathetic when you restore and relax. Correct. It's rest
1: and digest, fight and flight. Okay. Yeah. So fight and flight would be the sympathetic yeah. uh, nervous system response, which is activation. Yeah. And you know it's important that we have yeah. activation, yeah. that we go through the day. But it's also very important that we switch off, yeah. okay. which is parasympathetic. Yeah. right? It's yeah. where you eat, and okay. it's okay. where you digest, and yeah. it's where the body's in a state of rest, okay. and recovery, and healing. And the breathing is actually one of the easiest mm. ways to switch this. So back on that point, um, in a par- parasympathetic state, one of the easiest ways to get there is by breathing through the nose, okay. and breathing in a calm way. Okay. So it's quite important that we use the nose for breathing, mm. always, okay. as so a rule.
0: Don't, so don't breathe with your shoulders, much. breathe through the nose. Breathe through the nose,
1: yeah, breathing through the nose. And if this is tough in the beginning when you do the Wim Hof Method breathing, it'll get better. Mm. better. It might feel a little bit uncomfortable because you're not so used it. So Wim Hof
0: you do with the nose too? Breathe through the okay. nose. Yeah. In through the nose. And yeah. then,
1: if in the beginning, you can breathe out through any hole you like. Yeah, absolutely. You can breathe out through the mouth or out through the nose as you prefer. Mm-hmm. But again, if you breathe the wrong way, mm-hmm. it will also flow into your day-to-day breathing. And a lot yeah. of people are chronic mouth breathers. Okay. So, breathing in through the nose, not using the shoulders mm-hmm. and the neck muscles when you breathe. So, don't tense up in terms of physical posture. So. And you can be quite aware of this that when you breathe in, you're not pulling up your shoulders, and and we are breathing, you know, 100%. We like to say so we're trying to take a lot of air in, but don't sacrifice the postural control by doing this. So breathe as much as you can without going into, you know, strong mm, pulling up. It's just okay. volume is big breathing.
0: Ah, okay, that's and good so because uh, when I do Wim Hof, actually, yeah, <laughs> and a lot yes. and I've, trust me, I've seen yeah, so many people yeah. do
1: this, and the first thing I say is correct them. So what you're doing yeah. by breathing like that yeah. is, you're actually activating the sympathetic response, okay. which is telling your body, you know, fight, flight. Mm. There's a tiger there. I have to run mm. away. I have to activate. And that's the opposite of what mm. we want. We actually okay. want to get into this state of healing and switching off, mm. right? So breathing is an even important way. Even when you
0: do the Wim Hof Method? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay.
1: And again, mm. if you do this f- consciously for 10, 15 minutes a day, it will yeah. improve your day-to-day okay. breathing. It will even improve the way you breathe at night, mm. which is quite crucial. So you have become better at breathing through your nose mm. and more efficient with breathing overall. And so then number three would be diaphragmatic breathing. And diaphragmatic breathing is again that belly breathing where you're mm-hmm. breathing down into the belly and just using mm. the belly to open up. And so you're breathing and at the end, you, know, you can feel it in your shoulders, but it's just about deep voluminous breath. In through the nose, not using the secondary breathing muscles, using the diaphragmatic muscles. Maybe we'll keep it at that because yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's nice because they're applicable to to the Wim Hof method yeah.
0: as well. Okay, okay, um, and then on the cold exposure yeah. because that's the breathing, and um, is it can it's kind of the combination of the two. It absolutely uh,
1: is yeah, and. In terms of benefits, I mean, maybe it's nice if we put up a bit of a list because it's, yeah. you know, it's endless. And some of the studies that, that Wim Hof has done have proven some quite remarkable things yeah. in terms of the immune system. Okay. So you can ward off inflammation and, and work with stress and become more, you know, become more creative, and, and it's a whole range of things. But in mm. terms of the cold exposure, which is, you know, quite specific and. Yeah. Cold exposure is not a new thing. It's been used for for quite a long time. And they they treated Vincent van Gogh back in the (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not the best example, but (laughs) um, in psychiatric wards, it's been used for a very long time. And so essentially what cold exposure does, it does a few things. But it, just like the breathing, it releases norepinephrine Mm -hmm. or adrenaline as well. And norepinephrine and adrenaline have been used as therapeutic measures for quite a long time. And we know this, like using an asthma inhaler actually you know, has norepinephrine in it, or an epipen, okay. where you get the heart started again. So it okay. gives this sort of shock to the okay. body and gets things flowing, and it vasodilates, mm. so it opens up the cavities in the lungs, which is why using the inhaler is such a positive thing. But adrenaline and norepinephrine are really quite remarkable, and, and the Wim Hof method has been very powerful at proving some of the effects that they have. So, in the big study on Wim, which was actually where the method started and where yeah. you was know, it, it the came one the with coli? Yeah, okay. the E. coli experiment. Do you want me to talk a little bit about that? Y- yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what happened in the E. coli experiment is, women always been saying that he could control his immune system and he could do do all these kind of far out things yeah. that people were like. Uh, and in the Netherlands, it's, f- it's very conservative and nobody was really taking him seriously. But after they conducted the first series of studies, this is back in two thousand in two thousand seven in in the Feinstein Institute in in Manhattan. Um, they found some really powerful things. And then in 2011, these two scientists decided to conduct another series of experiments on, on Wim Hof. And Mr. Cockers, who is a, a scientist at the Broadbought University in, in Nijmegen, who's quite famous for developing the endotoxin experiment. Mm-hmm. So he separated a bacteria from a bit of poo known as E. coli mm-hmm. and injected it right into people's bloodstream, mm-hmm. which basically what it does is it goes straight past the the second line of defense of your immune system. So you're not, you know, your body has mechanisms in order to make sure that stuff will never actually get into the blood, Mm -hmm. and there it does. So it Mm. releases this intense uh, inflammatory response, Mm. which is the body's natural response for fighting off you know, invaders, you could say. So you basically go through a fever in, like, a couple of hours. You get shivers, Mm. you get hot, cold, and flushes. And it's a great experiment. It's been used thousands of times to test people's immune function, essentially, and see, like, you know, what happens. And so they did this experiment on WIM. Yeah. when they did it, Wim started breathing in a particular way, and, you know, it's like, fight it off, Wim. Show us what you can yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was found that Wim actually was able to let this endotoxin pass through his body and control yeah. the inflammatory response. Okay. Right, so he had no symptoms. He yeah. said that he had a little bit of a headache, and that was then what he started to focus on. So mm. and, and then he made it go away, mm. which was unheard of. So it was proven in that experiment that Wim Hof yeah. was able to control his immune system at will. Right, he was able to fight off inflammation, and that's the first time that that was actually scientifically mm. shown. Um, and what's so remarkable about that is that it's never been, been proven before that mankind could tap into that part of their autonomic nervous system. Yeah. Which is the part of the nervous system that you're not supposed to have control over, right? It grows your yeah. baby, that does your food, and it's probably for the best that we don't yeah. have control over this because <laughs> we would mess it up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so that was huge. But what happened in the experiment? What they found was that when Wim started doing his breathing protocol, he started releasing massive amounts of norepinephrine, mm-hmm. right, or adrenaline, mm-hmm. epinephrine, and by releasing this, that actually that, that sort of acute stress response, which is really what it is, like it's an acute stressor on the body, that's very, right there and very mm-hmm. in that, that actually shut off some of the chronic stress and shut off the inflammatory response. Okay. So cortisol has been known to you know weaken the immune system as yeah. well. So shutting off that cortisol because the adrenaline goes up, cortisol is then not okay. present for a while, and then reducing that inflammatory response actually was shown to you know you are able to control your immune system that way.
0: Mm.
1: Now, At the time, you know, the problem was here is the Iceman. This is like yeah. the closest thing we have to a superhero. You know, <laughs> this guy's a, a medical anomaly. Freak of
0: ma- nature. Freak of yeah. nature.
1: You know, climbed Mount Everest in his shorts, did all this other crazy stuff, and so they were like, "Great, but what do we do with this?" And Wim said, "No, anybody can do this. Yeah. I can teach anyone yeah. how to do this." And so he took a group of five lucky bastards um, out to Poland to his training center. Yeah. Um, trained them in his protocol. So he taught them about breathing, cold exposure, and mm. this mindset training, which are the three basic pillars of the Wim Hof Method. Mm. And, and the scientist went with him on mm. this experiment and actually looked at, well, what's, what's he actually going to do with these guys? Because mm. at that time, nobody had a clue what Wim was actually up to. <laughs> um, and so it was decided that the Iceman's training protocol um, consisted of three basic pillars, mm. which are breathwork, cold exposure, mm. and mindset training. So that's a bit of a background story about the experiment. And it shows a bit as to how potent adrenaline is. Now, the breathwork is really good at releasing a, this controlled way of releasing norepinephrine and adrenaline, which has a catalyzing effect on all, all systems of the body, really. But. Cold exposure is also an excellent way to do this. Okay. You know, going into the cold is a quite an acute stress response again, mm. and your body releases adrenaline and goes into stress. But like we spoke about before, it doesn't have to be a bad thing
0: necessarily.
1: Mm. You wouldn't want to do too much cold, mm. right? It would be a very bad idea. Mm. But doing a little bit yeah. at the right dose yeah. at
0: the right time will have a lot of these benefits in the long mm. term. And do you know why when I, when I go in winter in the ocean, for example, so it's not like s- crazy cold, it's like 15 degrees, 16 yeah. degrees water. Um, yeah, after I feel really good and sometimes a bit euphorical, yeah. honestly, like, like I'm high.
1: Absolutely. The <laughs> core <Cold> exposure, and <laughs> this is what happened to me yeah. back in the story in the in the Black Forest where yeah. a little kid that hadn't felt good, and okay. I don't even, re- I couldn't even remember when I felt good for the last okay. time. But going into the cold and then coming out and the body releases serotonin mm. pretty much immediately. Yeah. So it feels good and you get these shivers up your spine and you feel yeah. in your body again and you're like, wow, I'm just yeah. so alive. Yeah. So yeah, it directly releases happy hormones. That's exactly the feeling. Feeling so alive. Absolutely. Yeah. Feeling so yeah. alive and yeah. feeling, I mean, serotonin is also our connection to mm. the environment and our connection to the world. And so it, it's quite a beautiful thing to be able to have this on demand. And mm. it, it might be why I, I still do this every morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's quite a positive feeling. Mm. And of course, something that you do it yourself, right? You came over something. There's also the philosophy of, um, or the, the idea, the hypothesis of Dynorphin which we know what endorphins are. Endorphins mm. are your your. Feel good chemicals, your feel yeah. good um, hormones, and there's also something called dynorphin, which is actually what makes your body produce endorphins, essentially. Okay. And you release dynorphin when you do something uncomfortable. Okay. Very interesting. Mm. But doing something that's unpleasant yeah. or uncomfortable will help you release dynorphin, yeah. so that afterwards you become yeah. more receptive to endorphins. Mm. So going into something that's quite mm. cold and quite stressful and quite uncomfortable will actually, you know. Be more happy <laughs> and be yeah, more present yeah, afterwards.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I completely follow you on the the importance of doing the, uh, the things that feel a bit g- uncomfortable and yeah. how we become way too, too comfortable and how. Yeah, I yeah. so that's interesting because a problem. You know, it can float into a lot of things
1: in life. There are a lot of things we do that are quite uncomfortable in that moment, yeah. but afterwards we feel quite rewarded. Yeah. You know, and dopamine
0: yeah. is, of course, the, the neurochemical yeah. of, of reward. I've yeah. 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 been listening a lot to Tim Ferriss, for example, it's mm-hmm. been like six, seven years I'm doing like. Yeah. This little exercise just you're in the bus and you look at people in the eyes, it's a bit uncomfortable, but yeah. you know, like even socially, yeah, um, like making your body uncomfortable, but yeah, w- within limit, training not to be okay being a bit uncomfortable socially, like being okay with rejection, these kind of yeah. things, yeah, love it, uh, love it, yeah, eye gazing is a big one, yeah, um, yeah, true. Yeah. Mm. yeah, uh, how was it to be with so. For, for the training where you, you, you were trained after the photos with Wim Hof, how was yeah. it to spend a bit of time with Wim Hof?
1: Yeah, look, it's great. I mean, he's, he's got such an, uh, a positive energy about him and yeah. it's so light and, yeah. and so flowing and so happy and he's just, he's really on a mission and he's mm. really, it's his single focused path. So he yeah. immediately goes into, you know, letting us know what's been going on recently, what scientific studies are happening and how excited he is and it's just, yeah. you just feel empowered by it, right? Mm. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that, and he's big into music, um, which which I enjoy as well. It's just such a positive thing, and so he kind of, yeah, he brings a lot of g- uh, good things mm. to the group energy as well when yeah. we're out there, and yeah, awesome. And you feel invincible, right? You, you're here with a guy that's that's done it all, and that's inspired you to come here. Yeah. And so walking up a mountain with Wim Hof is just you just
0: feel like we got this. Mm. How, <laughs> d- how old is he? Wim's fifty nine. Fifty nine, yeah, yeah. So y- y- you cannot have to follow through. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's another thing, an important
1: thing to point out, that Wim had his first uh, you know, experience of strong cold exposure when he was 17, and yeah. you know, really picking this up and really creating this natural affinity towards cold water. But Wim has been living this shit for over 40 years, Yeah. right? Yeah. And he's created a form of mastery over his own body and his own physiological resources in the process. But that's four decades of training. Mm. And so it's important to point out that what Wim does or what Wim can do, what he has developed, is not something that is readily available mm. for any of us. You know, and it's been a very long and hardest process for yeah, him so as well. Uh,
0: if, I, if I do Wim Hof next week I can't climb the, the Everest in short. No, absolutely yet. not. And, and, and <laughs> nobody
1: has ever climbed Everest in short. Wim actually went to big trouble, almost lost his toe up there and had to turn around. So yeah. he's not a superman. Yeah. You know? But what I like about mm. it is we like to say you don't become superhuman by, by doing these exercises, but mm. you can become superhuman you know, okay you can get more in touch with yeah. the human yeah. side of it. And that's yeah. important because nobody of us, none of us are invincible, mm. none of us
0: have superpowers and yeah, <laughs> it's good yeah, to just keep, cool. it, keep it real. Yeah. And we're going to do the technique in a minute or so, Sure. But, uh, and we'll show you because you have the I- your eyes back. You just before, how can people follow you and what's next? Right. So we actually have a k-
1: few cool things coming up here in, in Sydney and basically on the Northern Beaches. Yeah. And we do events every two weeks where we have about 25, 30 people and you know, we provide mm-hmm. lots of nice food and music and other speakers and mm. it's just a beautiful and, and good, good vibes. Cool event. Very good vibes. Yeah. <laughs> so these workshops go for about five hours and we really teach every single part of the method. So when you leave, you will have the tools to practice this on your own. and mm-hmm. it's it's quite advanced, but it's available for everybody. So there's really no restriction yeah. as to who can join. It's not yeah. tough. You don't have to do anything when you're there, although we haven't had a single person get uh, not complete a two-minute ice bath in yeah. my workshops. Okay. And I want to keep that record going. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's every two weeks. And they can find it on the Facebook page, which is my name, Johannes Eckberts, uh, mm-hmm. Wim Hof Method instructor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's also on Instagram, which is um, Chill with Johannes at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then there's the wimhofmethod.com website. Um, you go to www.wimhoffmethod.com and you can find my page which is www.wimhoffmethod.com slash instructors slash Johannes Actress. Now I would like to announce because you're over in Bandai and I think a lot of your, your crew are as well. Yeah. On the 26th of May, yeah. we're going to have quite a special event at the Soundlife Dome, uh, a beautiful geometrical shaped dome of which the proceeds mm-hmm. go to you know giving yoga to people in need, yeah. which is quite nice. And we're going to try and have a real... Um, We're going to make a real party out of it. So, we're going to have a a five hour workshop in which you will learn the method. Mm. And we're going to have quite a few people, and other speakers, and musicians, and sponsors are going to be there. And so, I really hope you can bring some of your crew along.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'll be in Bali. Yeah. So, I can't come. Otherwise, I would have absolutely loved to come. But I've had quite a few people actually tell me, uh, "Yeah, so that. That looks amazing. It's just a bit far." Yeah, sure. So definitely share. Okay. So share there's, there's a call yeah. to the east, and we're also in yeah. Melbourne.
1: We're in Newcastle, we're in the Gold Coast soon as well, and so yeah, we also have the first retreat coming up um, in June, where we actually climb Mount mm-hmm. Kosciuszko, wow, so Australia's cool. highest mountain, um, yeah. Wim Hof style. When is that? With a group of people, 14, 15, 16 June. Mm,
0: okay.
1: Yeah. And then there'll be there'll be two more towards the end of the year and. Yeah, apart from that I've got a lot of side projects and and things going on, but check into the Facebook page and Instagram and we'll we'll keep you updated. Thanks. Now it's time.
0: It's time time. for the ice bath. Yeah, yeah, -hmm. yeah, yeah. So it's important to point out that you don't you don't
1: have to do the breathing um, before you do the ice bath. Okay. Right, they're actually very fine to practice separately. Now I can help. <laughs> it can help, and most people need something to grasp mm-hmm. onto. So it's nice to, to teach them that. So maybe we can do a round of the breathing. Yeah, with you, just one round. Then it's nice if people want to follow. I don't know if you're on the live and you want to actually join in. Yeah, could be quite cool. Just um, I guess don't do it in the water or driving. Yeah, right? need to point this out. Never <laughs> do the technique. Um, anywhere near water, or anywhere where you can pass out, really, and so don't do it while driving. and Make sure you make s- make yourself quite comfortable when you're doing it, right? Like, really be present with it, so the stories is of doing it while doing the laundry, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> you're completely getting it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so get a comfortable position, okay. make sure you're you know, either seated or laying down, and just present with what you're doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so what we're going to do is we're going to do one round mm-hmm. of the Wim Hof Method breathing, which is about 30 to 40 breaths, yeah. fully in and simply just letting go.
0: Mm. And
1: so what you can imagine is that you're breathing in 100% without strain or force, and then you're simply letting go about 60 or 70%. And we repeat that for about 30 to 40 times. So it's fully in, simply letting go, really good. Try and do good diaphragmatic breathing, building up. Now try and find the rhythm with your breath that works for you. So you're breathing fully in, simply letting go, finding your rhythm, keeping the physical body relaxed, really good, all the way in.
0: Fully in and let it go. Breathing in.
1: Keep it up halfway there. Getting oxygen in. Getting CO2 out. let's do 10 more breaths, all the way in, let it go, breathing in, letting go, 7, 6, and building up to it, 5, 4, really good, 3, okay, 2 more breaths, Last breath all the way in and on the exhalation, you're simply going to let go and hold it there. Let it go, hold it there. Now try and release any of the physical tension that you might have just built up. Make sure you keep your shoulders relaxed, make sure you keep your face relaxed, you can wiggle your jaw a little bit. Just staying as calm and as quiet as you can. Noticing any sensations come off, just being present with it. And you'll find that, as we discussed, you can hold your breath for, for quite a while, or quite longer than you usually would. And there's no need to push it, force it, or strain it. Defining relaxation, tuning into the feedback of the body. Whenever you feel that urge to breathe come up, you're going to take one deep, big full breath in and you're going to hold it at the top, hold it there, lock it down, relax the physical body again, really good, and you're going to count about 10 seconds, I like to count 10 heartbeats, feeling the oxygen flow through again, feeling that release of the endorphins. And then simply let it go. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one round. Thanks, bro. Feels amazing. <laughs> well done, man. Ah, you're feeling wrapped up, you're not feeling too calm? Ready for the ice bath. Ready right? for the ice bath. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah.
0: yeah. I can really feel the the high. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so the ideal time for an ice bath is about two minutes. Right? And there's no actually benefit in doing it any longer than that. You get okay. all the benefits that have been studied from doing cold exposure mm. and doing cold therapy in the space of two minutes. And it's, it's all about finding that adaptive response when you go in. So when you get in there, you're going to be quite challenged. Yeah. Right? Your breathing is going to be <laughs> taken away from okay. you. And you're going to, I've seen it quite a few times before. <laughs> um, so you're going to get into that. <sighs> but what you're going to do is you're going to try and find that parasympathetic breathing yeah. like we spoke about. Yeah. So your whole process is going from to slow and controlled nose breathing and that's all you're focusing okay. on. Now you don't have to count the time, I like to just set a number of breaths, so anywhere between mm. 20 and 50 okay. and you're going to stick and commit to that number. Okay. And all you're doing is counting the breath, any breath okay. counts, but you're going to try and slow it down. So going from that panicked, you know, challenged mm. breathing to a strong adaptive breathing where you're just calm and, you just press okay. it with it. and you're just breathing in through the nose and ideally out through the nose as well. Once okay. you've found that, you'll find that it's actually quite easy to, to stay in there. You know, your body creates this little insulating layer of warmth and the blood starts shunting away and you've done the work at that stage. Like that's, that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. so it's good to stay in for two minutes and just really let the heart rate slow down and find that point of, of calm and peace. Okay. But then if you want to challenge yourself, you get out of the ice bath and you warm yourself up. That's the whole point, right? So you yeah. get aware and conscious of the process of, of warming yourself up and tuning in with that. Once you've done that, you go back in and you'll mm. find that it's quite a bit more challenging and I promise you, you won't make it more than five rounds. So if you okay. really feel like challenging yourself, don't stay in there for too long. It's dangerous and it's actually okay. not good. Um, but do repeated rounds, right? You can do multiple okay. rounds and okay. that's how you can make it more challenging. So, let's do one. Let's do one. We'll a little tip. Leave you this here. In, huh? Yeah. You're gonna, right before you go in, you're actually going to breathe out. You okay. exhale, and then you're going to get into your lungs. And you're going to try as quick as possible. You're going to try and capture your breath and come mm. to the slow, peaceful breathing. So I ex- exhale when I get you exhale when you get in. Yeah, Every breath counts.
0: Woo! All
1: right, that's at 0. 0.5 degrees. Place.
0: Really
1: good. Really good. Okay, sitting right down. Sitting right down. Sitting right down. You can put your hands on your thighs. That's it. Lock them on your thighs. And now just get as calm and controlled as you can. Try not to have any physical movement. All you're watching is the breath. Really good. Once you've captured it, see if you can come to a five second inhale, five second exhale. Conscious breathing. Especially with exhalation, see if you can lengthen it. The exhalation is the breath of relaxation. Really good. Feeling the blood flow change. Perhaps giving a bit
0: of a smile, some of those happy hormones. Mmm, really good. Do you want to join me? Yeah, jump in. It's party here. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> you said originally I thought 40 I forgot to keep counting
1: and so you find that when you lose focus right and when you start laughing and talking to me you actually feel the cold kick in again you need to find your control again as at the moment so right so stick to the breathing close your eyes find that slow nose breathing again keeping your body as still as possible staying as present as possible (laughs)
0: i make sure you're having a pretty good time. That's it. So yeah, once you've adapted and once the buzz
1: yeah. shut away, you feel that you're actually quite, quite okay with it. Right? Yeah. And yeah. then it gets quite nice too because your heart rate yeah. starts to lower. <laughs> mm-hmm. You start getting real dozy, and it's actually quite a good place to just have a quiet moment with yeah. yourself. Right, close your eyes and just be very, very aware of the visceral body.
0: Long. Thanks, it's probably been two minutes now. Yeah, I'd say it's
1: about two minutes,
0: we can check out the <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <Ooh. sighs> Okay. Yeah, that feels really good. Wow. you put your head in sometimes too?
1: Yeah, yeah, so you can put your head on under which, um, can I try not? Yeah, absolutely. It feels nice. It feels
0: nice.
1: You actually have some cranial nerves running along your face.
0: That's so good. That's so good. Hey guys, how's it going? Well done. well done oh man so we have a tradition in this podcast we always finish with a big <laughs> warm hug Awesome, <laughs> uh, good awesome uh, thanks so much guys yeah, was um, good, yeah we're gonna stop that that was a really cool was a, we could want so i click finish now Thanks for listening to this entire podcast and I hope you learned a lot and had fun. As usual, if you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and you can obviously leave a nice review on iTunes. Thank you.